Hello and welcome everyone to episode 10 of the Lunar Sea Spire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about today's episode of Steven Universe. Full disclosure, my name is Ken Davis and hosting today with me, as always, is GC13. Super cool. So we have to get this over with now. What did you think of the episode? Uh, I did not care for this one. This is probably one of my least favorite in the entire show. Okay, everybody, mark this day on your calendars. This is the day that GC13 and Ken agreed on an episode oh, that wasn't the finale. Wow. That's incredible. This is one of your least favorite, too? I thought this episode was really weak. I, it was amazingly predictable. Usually... On a normal plot line that starts out like this episode did, you would expect that Steven would try to cut Connie out and eventually decide to go ahead and tell her and that she would understand, and lo and behold, that is exactly what we got. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't subversive in even the slightest. It definitely did follow that tropey kind of story progression, but even more so than that, it just felt very unnatural. Steven's internal conflict over this issue felt forced. I didn't understand why he, this is like an issue for him. I can understand why, especially given his father's extreme reaction. And uh, I, I did really like when he's talking about, you know, we have to keep the humans away from the gem tech. They might hurt yeah. themselves. And that just made me think of, I guess I'm not sleeping tonight. <laughs> I don't understand that reference. Cut to but... him. No, no, no. It was in Marble Madness, and then yet, or not Marble Madness, Warp Tour, and then you cut to him sleeping right after he says that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I'm getting my Peridot episodes mixed up. She's just so adorable. Peridot or Pearl? Pick one. I can't. They're like, the. it's just too hard. You can't ask that of me. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I'm not saying that they didn't try and provide justification for it. Like, they set it up, I guess, as best as they could with Greg freaking out about Steven's safety. And so Steven doesn't want to put Connie through that. I get it, but it just, it didn't mesh for me. Yeah, I, I did like, I really did like Ronaldo. You can always trust Ronaldo to say the worst possible thing at the worst possible time. Yeah, Ronaldo was a saving grace in this episode. The few minutes he was on screen, I was kind of digging it. Ronaldo's a really fun character. I'm I'm glad we I'm glad they pull him out of his cage every so often so he can just be Ronaldo. I don't actually like Ronaldo as a character, but at least here he was used to good effect. Completely unrelated, I imagine you looking like Ronaldo because that's your flair on the sub. Yeah. There's a reason I keep Ronaldo as my as my flair on the sub because you you know, I'm the crackpot always wondering what does it all mean. So <laughs> I figure Ronaldo is a very thematically appropriate flair for me. It makes sense. Although there's uh there's gonna be a Mare Dewey flair coming out hopefully on Monday that I'm tempted to at least temporarily switch to. I thought I'd already seen it. No 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 no. This is gonna be the one of his contact picture from uh Steven's phone. Oh, okay. Yeah, I really want that to be a flare, so I'm going to try to make that happen. It's the best selfie in the history of the universe. <laughs> Calling it right here. Of the Steven universe. Ooh, that Connie wants to be a part of. Uh, also, I said Ronaldo was like one of the saving graces of this episode. The interactions with Pearl and Amethyst were also really good. <laughs> that was funny. I, I love, that was beautiful. It's like the silly thing is not that they're going to build a mode. It's or that Amethyst is going to be the crocodile in it. Pearl is upset because Amethyst always says she's going to be the crocodile, but never follows through. But she never through. commits. Yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. Funny. Also, like Pearl's interaction with Connie just being awkward. Like, I don't understand human relationships. Please just go away. Yeah, Pearl's like, I am very, very confused right now. <laughs> 
Nice to see her kind of rebounding from the events of Rose's scabbard, though. She seemed really unsure at the end of that. Yeah, I feel like that was kind of a one-time deal. Well, they'll bring it up in other episodes, but I don't think we're going to see that aspect of her personality like in every episode that she's involved in, or even in most of them. Yeah, but she's, she still seems to... Whenever, whenever confronted with uncertainty, Pearl kind of freaks out. It's just, uh, in this, she was more perplexed than, uh, invested. Yeah. So that kind of protected her from having another meltdown. Right. So the little emotional, I guess, emotional confrontation at the end was just very melodramatic, with Connie showing up, trying to find Steven, resolve this issue. Steven, why don't you want to be my friend anymore? I won't believe it until you say it to my face. That was all, that was kind of draining on me. I, it just was not working. It was very One Piece kind of-ish, uh... Reminds me of the scene, One Piece has a lot of scenes like this, but particularly when Luffy is trying to get Robin to admit that she wants to be saved, she wants to be his Nakama, and all of that jazz, but One Piece pulled it off better. You know, in that scene, I kind of half expected for Connie to find Steven in the cell that he had started jailbreak in. I don't know, I think that might have turned out better. Oh, actually, yeah, that would have been good. I didn't think about that possibility. I mean, that's when I saw him run in there, that's kind of what I expected. I, I don't know why. I, I guess it would have been very symbolically powerful, you know? Yeah, I agree. He's putting himself back into prison. Yeah. How'd you feel about the song? Uh, oh, I, I liked Steven's little song. I wasn't crazy about it, but it wasn't bad. It's coming up after Stronger Than You, so it's got points for being, you know, brave enough to do that at least. Yeah, I really hate that. Like, one of the weakest episodes, in my opinion, is following up one of the strongest episodes. It just doesn't feel right to me. People have been pointing out, and I tend to agree with them, that this episode feels like it was meant to be aired long after the season one finale. You know, it rehashes an awful lot. That's a good point. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. That makes sense. So maybe, maybe once we get some emotional distance and some intellectual distance from the season one finale, this episode will seem a little better, but I do think that a lot of its problems aren't in comparison to other episodes. This just isn't what we expect out of Steven Universe. Yeah, exactly. I 100% agree. I did like, I did like when Steven was explaining to Greg, oh, but you took care of him. Oh no, they totally stomped us. <laughs> right. Which wasn't even entirely true, because Garnet actually did stomp Jasper, but... Yeah, I'm still just befuddled at that, uh, that force that the homeworld sent. They send the tech support geek and one person to protect her, and that person's like, well, I expected to fight an incredibly powerful gem and a large remnant of her army, and she's not here, and you guys are wimps, I'm bored. So, are we to assume that the homeworld itself as, like, a coherent organization sent them? I just kind of assumed Peridot personally was kind of pissed off that they were destroying her robots and so Peridot recruited Jasper kind of independently and this was just something she was doing in her free time of sorts. No, I think Peridot works for the home world. I mean, remember, she didn't say I'll be back or anything. She said I'm reporting this. She's reporting it to a higher authority. Right. I understand that she works for the home world and that these she's using the robots as part of that job, but I wasn't sure that she was acting under the authority of the homeworld when she went to Earth to take care of this. Well, I, I haven't seen anything to make me think otherwise. That so. Yeah, so the only reason I'm thinking otherwise is explicitly for the reason you just explained, because I guess my assumption was that if she was working under the authority of the homeworld, they would have sent a larger force. 
Well, that that just I, I guess we can talk more about this on our Monday episode where we talk about Stephen Baum as a whole. But I have my ideas about what this tells us about the situation of the homeworld, and I'm just going to give you guys a spoiler alert. I think they're still really weak from whatever caused them to seed Earth to the crystal gems in the first place. Interesting. So, are you kind of disappointed that they didn't update the theme song at all? Oh, I didn't even notice that. So, because I didn't notice it, I wasn't looking for it, I by definition cannot be disappointed, but now that you have pointed it out to me in retrospect, yeah, a little bit. I mean, Ms. Sugar mentioned in her Ask Me Anything that when asked, she indicated a willingness to change up the theme song, like to account for new stuff, like new characters or whatever, and we may not have had Lapis join the Crystal Gems yet, I really hope that happens, but we have had two costume changes now, and I, I kind of do wish that we would go further into the theme song where they start talking about why they're on Earth, rather than just that they're its protectors. This is still season one, right? No, no, see, full disclosure was the start of season two. Okay, then... Never mind then. Then yeah, I am kind of disappointed. <laughs> I mean, in the title card, the title cards are always much more responsive. They are they're always you know they include the time of day and the weather that the episode starts out. So they have all of the debris from the what do we call it the flying fist. Yeah. So so we still have all of that lying around in the title card, but no theme song change. Hmm. Yeah, I I agree with you. Hopefully, it'll change in the future. But yeah, that's that's most of the points I wanted to hit. Yeah, same here. I didn't really have that much to say about this episode, other than I just didn't care for it. The emotional beats weren't really working for me. Felt kind of ham-fisted and forced in a lot of places. The pacing was kind of weird, and mm. the song wasn't... Again, it wasn't bad, it was good enough, but I mean, that wasn't really working for me all that well either. So, unfortunately, I still don't know... Like, okay, so to try and divorce this from the rest of Steven Universe for a second, would I even say that this is, like, a good episode of a TV show? I don't know if I could. This may be the first episode of Steven Universe that I don't even think is good overall. Wow, you're saying that and you're comparing it to Houseguest? I didn't mind Houseguest. Houseguest was still good. Yeah, Houseguest, Houseguest when I went to rewatch it, Held up a lot better, but oh man, watching it the first couple times was pretty rough. Houseguest was a weak Steven Universe episode. I'd still say for a TV show, particularly a kid's cartoon, it was a good episode of a kid's cartoon. Uh, this, I don't even know I could say that about. Taking it back into the universe, how long do you think that the Beach City residents are going to be having to clean up the town? Do you think that it's all going to be magically just fine next time we go outside, or do you think that they're going to you know, gradually clean the damage up. I'm going to call four episodes. Four episodes, huh? Yeah. Well, uh, we, we might not know if it'll only take one episode, because the next episode, Open Book, is from season one, so we're ho- going to hope that all of that takes place inside Rose's room, because if it doesn't, then uh, it'll be magically cleaned up right away. Oh, I gotcha. Huh. But uh, I am hoping that they gradually clean the town up. I, I don't want it to go over for half the season or anything, but just a couple episodes of progress would make me happy. Right. I'd really like to see at least a little bit of the town's reaction to all of this. Like, I guess we get a little bit of that in the return, but I, I do hope they focus more on the town people's reaction to all of this weird alien and magical stuff going on. I feel like that's an element that's kind of been missing from the show. Uh, it's weird how they treat the Crystal Gems. I mean, they grew, the Crystal Gems would have been there long before the town was founded, so I guess they just figure it comes with the territory. But they're still 
strangely uncaring about the whole thing. Yeah, the relationship between humanity and the gems, not even specifically just the crystal gems, but all of the gem artifacts and magic going on in the world is just very strange to me. Yeah, they seem to be cleaning up well enough. I mean, uh, it's a lot of debris, but mostly the buildings were spared. They just have to put new glass in. Yeah. And I did like the symbolism they mentioned there, how they used to have a fence around the temple and sometimes even a moat, except Amethyst would never be the crocodile. <laughs> but now that Stephen's around, they cannot separate themselves physically from humanity anymore. That's something that Ms. Sugar talked about in her Ask Me Anything on Reddit, and you know now they're actually talking about being very specific, very right. literal and metaphorical at the same time, about yeah. their inability to box themselves off because of Stephen. Yeah, that was nice. It's a nice touch. One of Garnet's few lines in this episode. I was I was really hoping at the very beginning of this, since they start off exactly where Jailbreak left off, I was actually really hoping that Garnet would repeat her yikes. They are really bad for each other line. That would have been a nice touch, too. That would have been funny. And then it would yeah. seg right into Connie calling. I didn't expect that segue to be, like, as direct. I didn't expect them to pick off. Yeah, I expected them to at least start off back in Steven's room. I didn't think that they would start still standing by the shore, shocked at what Lapis had just done to Jasper. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it really feels like this should have aired a month or two down the road rather than right now. But uh, I guess I won't complain that they're getting us a few more Steven episodes before the inevitable hiatus. No complaints here. Still, the show has a fantastic track record. Still probably the best thing on television. Yep, if, uh, if Houseguest wasn't enough to ruin my faith in the Steven team, then uh, this episode ain't gonna do it. We're gonna <laughs> have to do worse than that. Super cool. So, uh, do you have any other thoughts, I guess? None about the episode. I just want to mention schedule for everybody. On Monday, we'll be back to our regular schedule, since this episode covered... Full disclosure, Monday's episode will be about all of the Stephen Baum episodes as a whole. I figure I'll want to babble about the Rebellion and Rose Courts, and uh, we're all going to geek about geek out about Stronger Than You some more, I'm sure. But uh, then we'll be back on our regular schedule, at least as long as we have new episodes. We have open book next week, and I know we have at least one more week. The schedules only come so far in advance, so it's really hard to know more than that. But we will probably have new episodes at least into April when Say Uncle airs, and then we'll probably go on hiatus. Super cool. See you all on Monday, everybody. I'm GC13. I'm Ken. Later. Bye. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening.